Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Tom Bridge from the District Sports page on the line, and Dave Nichols is supposed to be joining us at some point, but we'll start with Adam, Tom, and hopefully he'll call in shortly. Nationals, 5-4 win today. Come back in the eighth inning, beat the Atlanta Braves, sweep the three-game set, 5-1 and one on the year against the Braves now. First question for you, Tom. We heard the narrative over the last couple of years about the Braves being in the Nationals' heads when the Nationals were struggling against them. Should we flip the narrative at this point and say the Nationals are in the Braves' heads? Absolutely. And, boy, is that a nice place to be for Nationals fans, at least. As, uh, you know, I was going to say, the Nats came, came back today. They were down 4-3 late. And, uh, you know, no one here was missing Craig Kimbrell more than the Braves were today. That's for sure. Dave Nichols, is that you joining us now? It is. Sorry about that. Not a problem. Jordan Zimmerman on the mound tonight for the Nationals, or this afternoon, I should say. Going into the game, five walks in his first three starts. Just one over the last three starts in 20 innings pitch, though. 0.45 b-ball for nine. 5-2, 5 and 2, 303 ERA, 243, 288, 381 line against the Braves and 65 and a third pitch in his career. Early in the game, his velo is up a little bit, which is nice to see after we discussed that a few times. And he even mentioned it at the end of his postgame interview last year, last week. 93 94 early, but trouble in the second. A one out walk, RBI singles by Maven and Woods, 3 2 in the second after the Nationals jumped out to an early lead. A one out walk, two RBI single in the third by Jace Peterson, 3 3. They tie it up. Zimmerman, 68 pitches in his first three innings pitch, ends up throwing 107 total after five, leaves with the game tied at 3-3. The control was kind of not there. The velo back up, Dave, but the struggled with his command. Walked three batters on the day. Yeah, you know, the, the stat line will say that Zimmerman gave them a quality start, quote-unquote, tonight because he only gave up three earned runs in six innings, but eight base hits and three walks tell a completely different story. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman had trouble uh, hitting his spots all night long. You mentioned the velocity was pretty good, but uh, but his command and control, certainly not the vintage uh, Jordan Zimmerman that we're accustomed to. Uh, the Nats got off to a good start, putting three runs on on the board of the bottom of the first, but then uh, Zimmerman gave him right back, and that's certainly not what uh, what you come to expect from Zimmerman. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, now that we're seeing the, the velocity tick up another couple of miles an hour, people can put any fears about long-term ramifications about Zimmerman. But still, um, you know, he, he's fighting his way through these games, and we still haven't seen um, the Jordan Zimmerman um, that we have the last couple of years, the two-time All-Star. Tom, I, I mention it every time I see Alex Wood pitch that it gives me hope that Matt Perk can one day succeed in the major leagues with that awkward left-handed delivery that Wood has out there. Matt handed him his first loss when they faced him in Atlanta, connecting six hits, five earned runs, five in, in five innings pitch, three and two, two four O ERA, eleven point three two K per nine against the Nationals when he's faced them so far in his career. Uh, started the game with a 242 national start of the game, I should say, 242, 322, 412 against left-handed pitchers this season. That's 11th, 7th, and 4th in the National League across the line. Two hard RBI hits for Ryan Zimmerman, uh, Bryce Harper, Wilson Ramos in the first, 3 nothing early, but Wood settled in after that. 84 pitches after five innings, goes six and two-thirds, eight hits, three runs, seven Ks. I don't know what he's doing out there, but he seems to have the Nationals' number when it comes to strikeouts. Really kind of strikes the Nationals out at an alarming rate whenever they face them. A decent start by him today and left with the lead, at least. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I was going to say as good as the uh, as good as Alex Wood was today. And let's not belabor the point. He was three for three at the plate. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a place where the, uh, the, the the Nationals were just not doing it against uh, against Wood today. And aside from that first, he just buzzed through that order like a like, like so many uh, like, like so many buzzsaw blades and. Uh, God, that was a terrible allegory. I'm so sorry. It was a place where he scatters, what, two hits and a walk across uh, across the next five innings and comes out of it with six innings, three you know, three earned runs, and it's another place where he gets the quality start. But uh, I think he actually deserved this one. Dave, I don't know what it is with Alex Wood. Maybe that awkward delivery, some deception on his part. As FP put it, throwing a lot of arms and legs at you when he's making his delivery towards the plate, but really seems to be able to strike the Nationals out at will. And decent start today. Eight hits, three earned runs. There was 100, and, 100 pitches even and six and two-thirds. Yeah, we mentioned it the last time that the Nationals faced Alex Wood. I don't see, um, with the movement on his pitches, why... He does seem to have success against the Nats. I mean, the Nats have uh, historically had trouble with, with left-handers. Um, it, it's got to be all in his in his delivery. I mean, you, you mentioned the the herky jerky delivery. Uh, he kind of um, kind of slings it up there. He hides the ball late and kind of there. So, um, the Nats just must have trouble picking it up because the stuff really isn't all that uh, remarkable. Um, and you know, with a 4.28 ERA after today's performance. Obviously, the rest of the National League isn't having too much trouble picking it up. So it just must be one of those rare circumstances where um, he has success against this particular group of hitters because the stuff really isn't all that impressive. Tom, I believe you were at the game, and you said you were in the postgame as well, so you can maybe uh, alleviate some concern for some of the Nationals fans after UNL Escobar, one for two with a run scored in the first three innings of the game, but leaves for a defensive replacement after four. From what I've seen on the Twitter afterwards, they said it was just some sort of stomach or flu bug that kept him out of the game. No serious injury, from what we read after the game. As far as uh, as far as we can tell, and as far as Matt Williams told us this afternoon, Yunel Escobar has a stomach bug, and that is all. Uh, he left the game there and gave everybody a bit of a scare as uh, you know Danny Espinosa moves over into third. Uh, Dan Uglu comes into the game, plays second. Uh, that is certainly a defensive downgrade, but you wouldn't have known it the way that those guys came in and played today. Uh, Danny Espinosa made a, a bravura play at third base to to nail uh, uh, to. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's always bad when you choke on something there. Uh, but to nail uh, Bethancourt at that first base there at the end of the seventh inning. And, you know, Dan Ugla makes that uh, uh, pretty much uh, solo double play there at, at the beginning of the seventh there to uh, to catch uh, to just a leap and lay out and catch that ball off the bat of Jace Peterson to, and uh, gun down Gomes. So I was going to say solid outlet for the for the for the Nationals, despite the fact that Escobar comes out. And uh, I was going to say this is a place where the Nats have uh, made some upgrades in the off season. And you know, I don't know how I feel about saying that Dan Ugla is an upgrade for the Nationals, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, really nice having play at second, like you mentioned. It doesn't hurt to have Danny Escobar's. Uh... Uh, Danny Escobar, Danny Espinosa's strong arm at third, as you mentioned, really nice throw on that play there. Dave, uh, Freddie Freeman, 8 for 13. I'm trying to read my scribbled notes here. 8 for 13 in Atlanta in the first series with the Nationals, 3 for 8 in the first two games, Doubles in ga- two doubles in game one, walk and run scored in the third today, leadoff double in the fifth, but he's stranded. 
five for 11 in this series after he singles in the seventh. I have to flip my page to get the rest of my notes because I ran out of room there. 13 for 24 on the year against the Nationals after that hit. Harper loses a fly to Johnny Go- uh, by Johnny Gomes to right in the next at bat. Harper just loses it in the sun, lets it drop onto the track. First and third for Alberto Cayaspo. Blue single to drive him in, to drive Freeman in. Four to three Atlanta. You can hold Freddie Freeman down for a while, but the Nationals apparently can't shut him down completely. He scores the go-ahead run there. Just stop pitching to the guy. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, I, I mentioned the, the fact that, that that the Nats have a tough time with, with Wood. Um, Freddie Freeman is like the second coming of Babe Ruth when when he hits against the Nationals, and he just keeps on killing them, time after time after time. I mean, it, it's it's getting to be a, a broken record. Uh, another two for four today with um, with two of the four um, Braves runs. Um, you know, just you know, either either walk him or hit him. Just just give him his base. Um, and go to the next guy. I mean, giving him a free bag is better than uh, allowing him to do any more damage with the bat against him. And um, it's it was a, it's a shame that uh, um, that Matt Grace uh, didn't have any more luck than he had in that inning that he pitched. Obviously, uh, Harper lost the fly ball. I mean, Grace didn't pitch poorly in that inning, but still surrenders the run and gives up three quote unquote hits. Um, suffered when when Harper couldn't pick the ball up in the sun. It's raining and it's sunny. It's it's just uh, the Nats Park was just a a, a, a a miasm today. It's just hard to um, to get anything done out there. Tom, we praised Dan Ugly's defense on that diving play there, but jumping back in time a little bit, walks with one down in the fifth, takes second on an infield single by Danny Espinosa that bounced off Alex Wood's heel and dropped in the infield grass. Bryce Harper comes up. Everyone's kind of excited, waiting to see what Harper does next. Ugly gets kicked off of second base. A really nice spin and throw by Wood. Uh, Andrelton Simmons had his foot on the bag, able to block Dan Ugly as the hand was going back in there. My question, where are you going, Dan Ugly? Why are you that far off the bag? That's a, that's a pretty good question, and I don't have an answer for you other than nowhere <laughs> in particular. Uh, it's not like Dan Ugla is going to go after and stealing third there. I mean, it's a place where this was an error of commission, not of omission, and uh, that was certainly disappointing for Nats fans. But uh, props to Freddie Gonzalez today for a pair of really successful and rally-killing uh, ch- challenges today. And it's a place where, you know, the instant replay is a uh, mitigating factor against luck in the baseball game. Cause I mean, in previous season, in previous years, you know, those are the kind of calls that don't get, you know, that, that, that go your way and you build the rally and you build a big inning off of that. Uh, but when they go away, like they go away today, you know, that's a place where, you know, luck gets mitigated in the, in favor of, you know, the right call. Uh, so, it's it's an interesting trend. We're going to have to watch that some more. But, um, you know, Gonzalez with the right call there with the appeals both times today. It got a little bit frustrating late in the game. Michael Taylor got on, and they were throwing repeated pickoff attempts over there to try to keep him at first base and then waiting for a replay on just about every one of them and kind of pushing it a little bit there while they waited for the uh, guys in the clubhouse to check out the replays and try to send them a call on whether or not to challenge it. But, they got the ones that they did challenge right and really made good use of the replay today. The Braves took a 3 I'm sorry, a 4-3 lead into the eighth inning. Dave, Nationals rally. Ian Desmond singles. Work walk, worth walks to start the eighth versus Cody Martin. One-out RBI single by Ryan Zimmerman up the middle. Ties it up at four. Wilson Ramos comes up. We've seen him do this before. Opposite field double to right to bring Zimmerman in. 
5-4 at that point and set Sammy Solis after a scoreless top of the eighth inning up for his first major league win. Yeah, and it, and it was nice that the Nats made all those outs on the base pass in that inning just to make things really economical and get Storm out there for the lockdown three-out save. Um, <laughs> you know, as it turns out, those two wasted base runners didn't mean anything. But uh, um, in the long run, um, you know, we complained about it all year last year. We've seen it again this year. The Nats just make way too many outs on the base pass. I mean, Jason Worth just simply overran second base on that play. There was no reason why he needed to be off the bag. Um Wilson Ramos, you can you can almost uh, imagine him, you know, you know, rounding second, trying to draw the throw in case there was a play at the plate. But um, Zimmerman clearly had that had that the the, the next run scored. So um, you know, you'd probably be better served just to be standing on second base instead of getting thrown out at third. But um, but again, here we are complaining about outs on the base pass instead of talking about the wonderful. Uh, two on rally in the bottom of the eighth uh, that allowed the Nats to win. So I suppose we should, uh, um, you know, we should we should eat our cake and, and worry about the the icing on it later. Um, the, the big this big story is the Nats do come through in the bottom of the eighth with with a two on rally uh, to take the lead and then store and lock it down. Um, a three game sweep of the Braves is always nice. A five and one home stand even better. They end the home stand seventeen and fifteen on the year three and a half games out of first behind the 20 and 11 New York Mets as they head out to Arizona and then San Diego on a nice long road trip out West. So all of us can get some sleep and then stay up late for these late games coming up. But a nice way for the Nats to end the home stand with the sweep of the Braves. Absolutely. And, you know, this was an eight, an eight and two home stand where they really had something to prove and boy, did they ever prove it with, you know, a three, one series against the Mets, uh, the sweep of the Braves, they really just took it to their division opponents in this partic- in this homestand, and boy, did they ever need to. They uh, go into the Atlanta series, or I'm sorry, the Arizona series, three games back of the Mets, uh, but they're over 500 for the first time in the year, uh, which is crazy to think about. I mean, but there we are. And, uh, you know, Strong, strong play from many different parts of the lineup. This isn't a place where we've got one player. Okay, well, we do have one player kind of playing his eyes out right now. And Bryce Harper, you know, finishes this series with what six home runs? Uh, no, I'm sorry, four home runs in, or no, three home runs in this six. Series. Uh, but six in his last, uh, you know, six homers in his last four games. And, it, you know, you, you can't just look at this and say, you know, there's 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 a part of the Nats that just isn't playing right now because there really is. Everybody's doing their job out there. They're playing strong baseball. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle the transition to travel, uh, the transition to, uh, you know, the wet Pacific time. And we'll see how that goes. Dave, some relatively good news on Steven Strasburg in the last few days after a little scare. He said it had nothing to do with his shoulder. didn't know where that whole part of it came from, even though I can tell him it was from his manager. But said yesterday after he threw his bullpen session on Saturday that it was uh, something with the ankle that was causing him to change his mechanics a little bit and causing him trouble. But apparently he's fine after the bullpen session. They still pushed him back a day because they could afford to go uh, Max Scherzer on regular rest on Monday night. So Strasburg on Tuesday, Gio Gonzalez on Wednesday in the three-game set in Arizona. And what do you make of all this uh, stuff with Strasburg? Was just uh, everyone overreacting to a pitcher who's been injured before in his career and everyone kind of is worried about? I'm going to go all Harry S. Truman on this and say you're going to have to show me Tuesday night whether everything's all right or not. Yeah. Yep. No doubt about it. Before we end up, we didn't have a chance to touch on it yesterday with all the walk-off excitement and Bryce Harper going nuts yet again, but the Nationals 
added former Montreal Expos and Washington Nationals manager Frank Robinson to the Ring of Honor in Nationals Park, put him down the right field line out there with number 42 for uh, Jackie Robinson is retired. The third Expo added to the ring, which I'm sure rankles some D.C. baseball fans, but for someone who grew up with the Expos franchise and is a huge fan of uh, Frank Robinson, actually got to talk to him a few times, even though he completely intimidated me when I asked him a question. Just wanted to get both of your takes on what it, what you thought of the Nationals' move to do that. Frank Robinson told them, Dave, it's important to me because it makes me feel wanted a little bit, appreciated, and I'll always have a place in my heart for this team. Nice to see Frank Robinson out there yesterday and added to the Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's it's an honor long overdue. I mean, Frank Robinson is one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Uh, he was the first African-American manager in the game. Uh, he did yeoman's duty for as, as manager of the Montreal slash Puerto Rico Expos. Um, before they even came to the capital. I think a lot of people forget that that, that those Expos teams that he managed played half their home games in Puerto Rico, not even in the mainland United States. So um, Frank Robinson, uh, there's a lot of reasons to celebrate him, and I'm very happy and thankful that the Nats finally did and, and and gave him a rightful place in the Nats ring of honor. Um, they asked him if he still gives out any advice. He told them that he only gives advice when he's asked at this point, but he says he did talk to Ian Desmond, asked him what's up with all these errors. Desmond says it's just a tough stretch, but that's gone now. Uh, Robinson went on to say that he thinks the Nationals are almost there. They're on their way to something big. They're right there now. They're there. It's only a matter of time in the next few years. If not this year, you're going to see a World Series flag flying from the flagpole in center field in National Park. Is that a jinx on Robinson's part? And what do you think of his take on the team he once managed? Well, you know, it's going to say I'll second Dave that, you know, Frank Robinson holds a special place in baseball. And, you know, I'm certainly happy to see the Nationals honor that place uh, and, you know, to put him up there. Uh, the baseball that he saw in Washington was unfortunately not the caliber of baseball that we saw, we see now. Uh, and that's definitely disappointing because I think I'd love to see Frank Robinson in charge of a team like this. Uh, but, you know, is, I don't think it's a jinx that what Frank says. Frank says what he thinks. And I, I don't think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one who believes in jinxes, but I especially don't believe in this particular jinx. And I think that, you know, Frank's confident because he's seen a lot of baseball. And if anybody's going to say that, you know, Frank's going to say it and let let him say it. And, let, and if that inspires the Nationals to work harder, if that inspires Ian Desmond to double down on his defensive preparation, fantastic. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those places where you, you look at the, what the old man says, he's got the credentials to back it up. Yeah, good to see him out there yesterday. Great to see the Nationals honor him in Nationals Park and give him a permanent place in there, even though he already had a permanent place in the history of the Nationals. 5-4 win today over the Braves, 5-1 and one homestand. They head out to Arizona. Max Scherzer on the mound at 9.40 tomorrow night in Chase Field. Matt Knightley is sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Dave is at NationalDSP on Twitter, at TomBridgeDSP. Nice to talk to both of you guys and see what they can do in Arizona. Definitely. Have a wonderful, uh, have a wonderful road trip, everybody. Talk to you soon, Dave. And happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day.